Hello and welcome to A Value View, the first in a series of topical podcasts from the Merchants' Trust. Each month, Simon Gurgle, fund manager of the Merchants' Trust, will offer his thoughts on developments affecting the UK market and what it means for investors. Established in 1889, the Merchants' Trust celebrated its 125th anniversary in 2014, having successfully navigated a variety of market conditions and two world wars throughout its history. Merchants' aim is to provide shareholders with an above-average level of income and income growth with long-term capital growth through a policy of investing mainly in higher-yielding, large UK companies. It's one of the highest-yielding UK equity funds with the joint lowest management fee in the sector. The Merchants' Trust is managed by Simon Gurgle, who is Chief Investment Officer of the UK equity team at Allianz Global Investors and specialises in managing UK equity income portfolios. He's supported by a dedicated team of fund managers and analysts. In this month's podcast, we're looking in more detail at why the UK equity market is providing excellent opportunities for income investors and what Brexit really means for those seeking to protect that income. Firstly, though, let's briefly look at the Merchants' Trust, its investment focus and its long-term record as an AIC dividend hero with 35 consecutive years of a growing dividend. Simon, welcome. So, a lot to get through, but first off, tell us about the Trust. What is your focus and why should investors choose Merchants? Thank you. The Merchants' Trust has a relatively simple objective of delivering a high and rising dividend yield by investing in predominantly large UK equities. So what sets you apart then from the rest of the pack? Well, we have one of the highest dividend yields in the sector. We have a very clear value bias, which is different to many of the other trusts. And we have a a strong independent board of directors made up of a combination of people with investment experience and also commercial experience. And how does that investment experience go to work? How do you pick the stocks that you do? Yeah, we look... When we look at a company, we look at three different particular aspects. The first thing we look at are the fundamentals of the business. Essentially, we're trying to work out how good a business is, how strong it is, how how fast it's growing, and so on. We do lots of analysis behind that. The second thing we look at is how cheaply is the company priced and, and whether there's an attractive valuation there. And the third thing essentially is what's going to change. How is the environment around that business and that industry affecting the prospects for that company, both from a structural point of view and also from a cyclical point of view? And we try and bring that together to find essentially sound businesses that are lowly priced for their, for their growth, but also have a supportive uh, environment that they're trading in. Now, we mentioned in the introduction uh, you being a dividend hero. What does that actually mean? Well, the AIC have a definition of dividend heroes of trusts that have raised their dividends every year for 20 years, and we've been doing it for 35 consecutive years. Now, why does Britain present an attractive market for income generation? It's a good question. I think there are structural issues longer term, and there's also shorter term ones. On the structural side, the UK has a a great legal system, uh, excellent protection for minority shareholders, a really strong culture of stewardship. And the UK market's actually extremely global in nature. Many of the companies and most of the profits earned from UK companies are actually earned from businesses around the world. So you get the best of both worlds. You get strong takeover protection, strong shareholder rights, a strong culture with a global outlook. Plus, there's also a very strong culture of dividends and the importance of dividends and payments towards shareholders, which you don't necessarily see in other markets. And secondly? Secondly, I think it's about today in the current environment, 
the the UK market is actually one of the cheapest markets in in the developed world, and so there are a lot of opportunities for an investor today investing in the UK. So Simon, why is the UK market relatively cheap? I think the biggest concern that many investors have at the moment is to do with Brexit. There are also concerns about politics, but the concern about Brexit is making global investors to some extent prefer European shares over the UK shares. And because people have a level of uncertainty, they are taking money out of the UK and investing elsewhere. And many of the investors these days are doing it through passive funds, through tracker funds, and they may just sell the entire market rather than differentiating between companies that might be affected by any uncertainty over Brexit and those that might not. So that gives you an undervaluation overall of the UK market, but a particular undervaluation of any company which is more domestically exposed to any risks that might come up. Now, of course, Brexit has become a huge issue for the UK generally and also, of course, for stock markets, for the city, for finance. You sound quite bullish on this, though. You talk about undervaluation as an opportunity. Aren't there greater risks, though, if the Brexit negotiations don't go well, if we, if we leave without a deal? Could that not have a negative effect? Well, I think we need to differentiate between direct, ex- direct impact and indirect impact. And the, and the first thing, of course, is that many British companies aren't really that dependent on the UK economy at all. But if, if, even if you set, set that aside, for those that are dependent on the UK or, or exposed, many of them actually trade either completely locally in the UK economy and therefore aren't too exposed to trade and, and other arrangements across the, across the channel. Um, or even if they are, there aren't that many that, that actually have a, a significant trading operation across the channel where things like issues like the customs union would have a direct impact in, in the, uh, or a significant impact overall. And, and therefore, there's, there's a lot of opportunities on companies that are quite lowly rated because of concerns about that. Of course, the, the secondary effect on the UK economy is really important. So if, if the UK economy were to slow down or potentially go into recession because of concerns over Brexit or because of the nature of our arrangements going forward, that would have a, a significant effect on companies exposed to the domestic economy, such as banks or retailers or you know those types of, or leisure companies, those types of operations. So there's, there's the direct impact, which I think is relatively modest overall in the UK stock market, and the indirect effect, which would affect UK domestic companies more broadly. You make the point of many of those companies being globally focused. Uh, the European Union is, of course, our biggest market. And if we were to bounce out of the customs union, wouldn't that pose uh, a threat to the profits of some of those companies, the ones you want to invest in? It could do. Um, but actually, the UK stock market, surprisingly, is much more exposed to markets outside of Europe than you might think. Yes, there are certain companies like Vodafone, which have a very large operation on continental Europe, which actually would, would probably go on pretty much unhindered by whatever happens in Brexit. But if you look at the big pharmaceutical companies, the big oil companies, they're global in nature. And the US is actually a much bigger market for them, a much more important market than than, than Europe. So uh, in many industries, and, and there's also mining and, and media, in many industries, Europe's actually not that big a part of the UK PLC earnings, uh, as you might think. Okay, so Simon... It sounds like sentiment among stock pickers is much more bullish than we're led to believe by the press. I would say there's a lot of opportunities. You have to do your homework, you have to do your analysis, and you have to understand the specific issues that might affect individual companies. But in most cases, Brexit specifically is not such a big issue, although the knock-on effect on the economy is something you need to bear in mind.
Okay, Simon, we're out of time. Thank you very much indeed. Thank you. Thank you for listening to A Value View by the Merchants Trust, where we bring you topical news affecting the UK equity market each month. To learn more about the Merchants Trust, go to merchantstrust.co.uk.